It's perfect. All it's, right, it's, all right. It's like if you were actually here. That's that's that that's. It's, is it just like a screenshot of me? <laughs> no, no, man. It's cool. All right, all right, all right. Let's go. All right, got this. That's <laughs> and weird fishbowl number thirteen. I believe we are on today. Uh, we have myself, and we have some other other hosts here with us. Hey, what's up? I'm Clark. Hey. Oh, I'm Seth. And that, and that was Seth. <laughs> and we will be doing, like I said, fishbowl today. We're not going to keep on talking. We're going to roll the uh, the wheel to see what we land on. And it is the Canadian wildfires. What would Oof. you know? Uh, that's been a hot topic in the uh, in the news today, or I guess throughout the week. Um, it has been, you know, I think we all have family members or someone that this has affected. So. You, do either one of you know anything or has this, I guess, affected you guys, the, the Canada wildfire? I do, but but uh, Clark looks like he's just chomping at the bit for this. You can see me? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, just because you don't have a camera, you can't see. You can see. <laughs> I can see everything. <laughs> so, <clears throat> um, first off, the, the, the facts. Yes, Canada is on fire, and it's most of, like, eastern, was it most of the province of Ontario and things like that, and... uh I'm not going to go into geography stuff here and say how far north it goes, but um, I personally am not affected by this at all. I'm way too far south in the United States. Um, but uh, we've seen all the pictures of like cities like Philadelphia and New York and uh, Baltimore and D.C. Even I think it's gone as far off well, to get to Baltimore. It's going to get to D.C. too. So um, I think Boston also we've seen pictures come out of there. Um, so it's moving kind of south and east and it's all drifting towards those major metropolitan areas. Um, but the thing I wanted to bring up on it is a conspiracy that I heard uh, from a, a TikToker who's a who's a prepper guy, and he had a a time lapse map, and I, I don't know what program it was. It, it wasn't something that he generated. Obviously, it was actually some kind of national like NOAA like sanctioned map that he was watching of the time lapse of it, and he pointed out that the fires all started kind of simultaneously like like almost together in unison and that's despite being you know hundreds of miles apart and uh, i just found that kind of fascinating because we know like when you have the california wildfires um it's usually dry season lightning strike somebody with a stray campfire they don't put out you know something like that that causes you know a, a dry wood fire that gets out of hand um so i just found that interesting that it was like it didn't have anything as far as like storms going over this whole area, things like that. <clears throat> and um, like all of these little plumes start showing up at, at almost at the exact same time. And I just find that funny. It looks, it looks almost coordinated. And that was his, uh, I don't know why that would be uh, a test or a, an attack or a, uh, you know, exercise of some sort kind of thing. But, uh, I just found that fascinating that, that they show the time lapse and like all these plumes of fire start at the same time, even though like the two, like the most northern one and the most southern one, like origin, <coughs> were like 900 miles apart. So, if you go into stuff across the internet, Clark, I think this is the video that you're talking about. I I, I dug some digging and I'm pretty sure that this is the one because I, I've seen that same video that you're talking about. And it really is 
kind of a head scratcher as far as far as how does like you were saying two fires 900 miles apart how do they all start at the exact same time mm -hmm. yeah, that, that is a screenshot from the video i saw that is it wow okay you know you know what's uh interesting is i've heard basically the same thing but um the weird thing is i've heard that there's multiple witness now i'll, I'll try to find um, where I saw this and put it in the same thing whenever I find it, but um, that the not only coordinated, but around the times right before the fires were started, uh, drones uh, were were spotted and people were reporting that. Uh, and so then my mind goes, okay, let's say in a hypothetical that this is coordinated and everything. The UK recently they they've been doing. A, there's been a lot of now I'm everybody falls on one side or the other when it comes to climate and, and human activity and everything, but that's not really the point. The point of this is uh, uh, in London, they're planning on charging people to uh, drive their cars at certain times of the week or whatever. And, um, and then have uh, climate lockdowns. But basically, like that whole thing with COVID, it was like, oh, this seems really weird and specific um, that it, this is, it always felt like a beta test for something bigger because it was kind of loosey-goosey. Uh, but then you see this kind of stuff coming out of the UK. They've already, um, uh, I think, what was it, uh, wood-burning stoves and different things like that they really don't like. And as a government, they push against it. But I don't know. Call me crazy, but it sounds like something the government would do. And uh, there, the Canada is very much in this kind of mindset. And oh, all of a sudden we have these massive fires. And what better way of seizing control over human activity under the guise of climate change? In these, I don't know, this recent trend we've been seeing of uh, overreach. But that's my two cents. Oh, all right, quick, quick. I want to. I want to. Uh, like honest opinion i want your guys's feedback on do you think climate change is real do you think it's having a significant impact um like what what are you guys's thoughts on climate change and like i guess humans being like the culprit for that or do you think it's just part of the universe we're just on this ball and this is just naturally what's supposed to happen um me personally i think <clears throat> I think climate change is natural. I think it's in a natural cycle. And that's what we're doing. And zero political motivation on that because I'm pretty much apolitical as a person. Um, but that's not to say that certain industrial areas, uh, like I'm just going back on, falling back on me as a historian guy. Uh, I think that certain areas like London and uh, the Industrial Revolution did loot their immediate areas and, you know, surrounding areas. Same thing with a lot of our, like, big metropolitan areas are just over polluted. I mean, you can look at Beijing right now and see it's got the constant smog. They had to get the smog machines, you know, to get the air clear for the Olympics and things like that. So, I mean, you can't deny that you or we as a people can, you know, pollute small areas that terribly. Um, as far as long-term climate change, I think, we are trending towards heat anyway. So saying global warming is a thing I think is incorrect. Yes, the global warming is happening. 
the reason global warming is happening is because we are coming out of two ice ages and we just came out of one 100,000 years ago and then we just had a mini ice age in the 19th century or actually mm-hmm. lasted from about the 1400s to the 1800s ended in the 19th century um so yeah temperatures are trending towards higher now um it doesn't necessarily mean human interference now, like you also said about us just being on this ball floating through the universe, is this, you know, is this natural? Um, yeah, to a degree. I mean, we are kind of parasites on this planet. Um, so as our population keeps growing and we keep doing certain things, uh, for me personally, I think pop, uh, pollution is worse than what we're doing to actually affect the climate. Um, so, you know, how we're polluting oceans, polluting just land, certain things like that, putting things in the ground. There's there's a bunch of different things uh, that we've kind of whoopsied and messed up a lot. Um, and then, like I said, it's not going to change because our population keeps growing and we're not changing. We're not coming up with better methods. We're trying on small scales to come up with better methods. But, I mean, nothing's really grown because you still got old school mindsets and you got a lot of money backing a lot of those old school mindsets. So, you know, um, take, take that for what you will. (laughs) I think that we can and should find some alternate forms of, uh, you know, fuel and things like that. I mean, obviously nuclear is way cleaner. Um, you know, you got to admire the big wind turbines, the Dutch use and things like that in Belgium and things like a lot of the flat, you know, flatlands in Europe, things like that. But, um, I mean, the options are available. It's just not always feasible, especially for a large population zones in the world. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just what it is. You can't help everybody at once. And then you're always going to have the people that are back in their own, you know, their own wallets. So they're not going to change and they're going to lobby for what's good for them because they're going to be dead and don't care. They're not going to be here to see it. Um, but that's about as political as I ever get right there. Um, I, I think. I think temperature trending upwards, though, is not an immediate. It's not an immediate thing we can attribute to what we've done in the last hundred and twenty years. Because I mean, the industrial revolution is really only, you know, mid to late nineteenth century, the twentieth yeah. century. So I mean, you got to think we had nuclear power within a hundred year span, honestly, of the industrial revolution from eighteen fifty to nineteen fifty. We went from like huge overscaled petroleum use and coal burning to nuclear power. Yep. So if, if you're telling me we've ruined the entire world in a hundred year span, wow. <laughs> and this, planet's, <laughs> this planet's a lot weaker than you're giving it credit for. <laughs> it's going to correct itself. <laughs> yeah. so, I mean, if it has to be a day after tomorrow kind of event, so be it. It, it will correct itself. That's interesting. So that's what that you think. A, that was a scary movie. I remember, I remember going to see that movie by myself when I was a teenager, and uh, and the Statue of Liberty froze instantly. I was terrified. But all that being said, uh, before I say all of this, I do need to, uh, you know, uh, full disclosure. As an internet personality, one of my bigger sponsors is Halliburton, uh, but that in no way is about to, you know, slant my opinion here. Uh, I, I, I don't think, um, I, I fall a little bit similar. I think that there people do make an impact, but I, I agree with Clark. Uh, I think pol- like uh, pollution 
I, I think this is what you meant, Clark. Correct me if I'm wrong. That pollution, I think, is a, a bigger issue than CO2 output. That's, I think I. That's what I meant by that. It's pollution, okay. including the oceans. I, I, I guess I should have uh, specified that pollution. People can still say that. Oh well, gas emissions are pollution. No, I meant actual physical pollution, like plastic yeah. leaf, things like that. Yeah, like forever chemicals. Chemicals that are synthetic that get into the ecosystem and have an extremely yeah. hard way getting out. Yes, um, um, we can't do anything about it, and we're only poisoning ourselves in reverse, basically. Yeah, I mean, our taints are are uh, smaller on average than our ancestors, Look. and that is because of Monsanto, bro. Did I did I hear you correctly? <laughs> yeah, there's an entire study about uh, they've been measuring human taints for. <laughs> I'm being serious. I know I joke around a lot, but this is very very real. There's a there was a scientist that wrote a book on it, and uh, anyway, yeah, the uh, glycosate and you know uh, plastics and all of this in our environment uh, seems to have a direct impact on our taint size. And and the and the bigger picture is endocrine disruption. So that that's my uh, point. I know it's okay. funny, but but yeah, endocrine disruption in general can that could be a side effect. But um, yeah, why that all? Why do, why do I just have like this picture of my head, just like of someone like spread eagle, and like someone just like with a little measuring tape? You tell count. me a better way of measuring a taint, and I'm all ears. <laughs> <laughs> all right but, sorry <laughs> no no so, but yeah see like all that chemical stuff aside yeah that stuff has tainted the environment it's difficult and then yeah nuclear is way way cleaner um but but the the stupid factor that people have done like when we did a whole bunch of uh, testing out in the pacific there's whole island chains that were so badly irradiated that we had to put uh, concrete domes over them and the workers that worked on those are dead because they got bizarre cancers um but 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 all of that that was nuclear testing the actual you know energy output is, we did that is we really did that good purpose. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly we were we were figuring out how, how to destroy stuff but um yeah if we just had uh i mean so back to the carbon thing in my opinion i mean that's exactly what uh trees and foliage uh inhale and uh i don't know i don't see the co2 being as big of an issue as blatant corporate pollution uh so what was the question again was it wildfires <laughs> wildfires yeah it was but quick side note on that i know what island you're talking about with that concrete dome are you aware mm -hmm. that that concrete dome is like cracking and leaking radiation right now uh. Don't it's... say that. I'm playing Fallout right now. It's, <laughs> radiation like really makes me paranoid. Yeah, they. Uh, I was watching a, a uh, like a little mini series, and they were talking about like that's how that's like the America's Chernobyl, and that dome that they put all that like waste and everything in is it's cracking by the day, and it's just like it's falling apart, and there's no one like there's no one trying to fix it or do anything to you know whatever yeah. so it's kind of scary yeah we have, um have we have oh, go ahead. In, do we have listeners in pittsburgh by any chance because isn't, isn't that where three mile island is right outside of pittsburgh oh Ooh, yeah i think so yeah drop in the chat pittsburgh yeah. <laughs> but out. but um have you ever have you ever seen um radiation 
those okay so they have these vapor chambers i forget what liquid they put it in but it's a it's a really per particular liquid and then they put um some radioactive isotope into the chamber and you can see the free particles like the um the excited particles jutting off and they leave these uh vapor trails in these tanks it's pretty wild but um b basically think of little itty bitty atom sized bullets that are going the speed of light uh messing with your uh your dna strands like that's what radiation is and it's super creepy because you can't just feel like, it you just it's just tearing it apart and everything yeah just those little tiny it's like when we were talking about the space junk that's in our atmosphere or uh out in space or that's mm -hmm. orbiting us and whenever if we have something up there that's really important, the odds of things just blasting through it that are really tiny or high or uh, the, but anyway, but yeah, the, the, those little tiny invisible atom sized bullets just flying through and decimating uh, genetic code. So every time a cell replicates, there's all these errors because the, the information has been broken. That is so terrifying. And we don't get X-Men powers from it guys. Yeah, exactly. yeah, we don't get a cool trade off. <laughs> you get the power to die quickly and painfully. Yeah, yeah, you skin sloughing off. Uh, have, remember when uh, the toxic waste uh, hit uh, the, everybody in Family Guy, and um, everybody got all these cool powers, and all Meg could do was like grow her nails like her a nails little bit. <laughs> oh, by the way, I looked it up, and Three Mile Island is actually closer to Harrisburg than it is. But it's, it's actually. Uh, Pretty decent ways from uh, oh. Pittsburgh. So it's closer to the capital, and it's on the Susquehanna River. So if it is leaking stuff into the Susquehanna River, by the way, that goes um, all the way into Virginia and out in the Chesapeake. Oh man, wait, the, how long ago? What what year was did um, Three Mile happen? It was the seventies, I believe. Was didn't they make a show about that recently? They mm -hmm. called it they called it like heavy something. There was a particular particle they were worried about um with the surrounding town uh yeah it's on netflix i don't know what it's called but i have seen trailers for it oh wait uh kylo ren's in it oh driver Edward, yeah adam, adam driver, driver he's in it or he's in one of these i i'm pretty sure but yeah yep. could you imagine like the government or some uh private business fucking up so bad that uh you have to worry about uh, lymphoma in a few years. Sounds like Iowa. <laughs> was it? Was it? I was it Iowa or was it Illinois? The the one with the the fucking chlorine shit that we talked oh, about. It. Oh, oh, uh, Ohio. That's Ohio like train derailment. Yeah, yeah. Or, uh, that, that... Something chloride. Yep. Mm. Um. Well, this will. Do you guys have anything else to say about the Canada wildfires? We're kind of skewering off from that right now it's all we'll connected yeah it's all... <laughs> well this one is actually this one is kind of on the same lines with nuclear and all that good stuff i tossed it into the uh stuff across the internet so you'll have to watch it it, it is a video it's the uh, gbu 28 uh, missile that south korea has created it is terrifying <laughs> um if you're a listener Again, you're going to have to go to, I mean, you could probably just type that into like yeah. any Google chat, the GBU-28 missile from South Korea and a video should pop up or uh, images. 
or you can go to our discord stuff across the internet the link is there but this thing penetrates the top it's a uh it's a bunker district it's essentially like a uh what do you call it a bunker buster thank you bunker buster yeah where it, it, it penetrates the top of this house goes it's like over like this house is like on a bridge goes through the bridge blows up everything underneath it and then just boom the top of it goes off too it's amazing i like the little i like the little uh the crash test dummies with their (laughs) evil plans they have like a chalkboard (laughs) yeah they got everything going (laughs) Uh, i got some questions (laughs) right away about about this yeah i mean i'm the video is 100 real i get that but as far as the technology and and North Korea is notorious for this, you know, doing demonstrations on well, South, Korea. Uh, South Korea's. Yeah. Yeah. It's not North Korea. Yeah, it's North Korea's either way. Why is that set up in the way to go through something that's not buried? Like it's not, not truly a bunker buster. If it's, I guess they're doing it for display so you can see the damage. Yes. Uh, okay. That's yeah, 100%. What and also, I mean, it's doing. A, I mean, it does a decent job of going through that and everything. It just doesn't look near as heavy as, like, some of our J dams are like five thousand pounds. I wonder how much that thing actually weighs. Hmm. I don't know, but I thought it was a the very uh very cool cool video. Even though, like again, yes, it is a demonstration. If you wanted to see the like the true potential of it, yeah, you would need to like something completely buried like all four corners and everything, you know, really going in there to see what it can actually do. Um, regardless, I wouldn't want to be one of those dummies. Yeah, our uh, RGBU 57 weighs 30,000 pounds. Jeez. 30,000 pounds? That's the one that's dropped from the B2. I got it. I just like, you got to feel that when you're taking off as the pilot. You just got to, like, if you, like, without it, you got to be, like, you know, fly, like, just, whew. but then when you have that missile in there or when you have that JDAM, oh, my gosh, the, it, uh, come on. <laughs> um, this is the one to replace the 5,000-pound GBU-28. So we got rid of the old 5,000-pound JDAMs, and now we got this 30,000-pound. <laughs> are you going to toss it? Are you going to toss it in the uh, stuff uh, across the internet? If I can find a, uh, if I can find a video of it, or do you just want a link? Uh, either one. How do you spell that acronym? JDAM? Yeah. J D A M, yeah. I remember for a while there when the uh the hot topic were the the Moabs. Oh yeah. The mother mother of all, of all bombs. bombs. <laughs> Holy shit. The massive ordnance penetrator. I call it the mop. <laughs> That's a good name for it. <laughs> Not gonna leave a mess. <laughs> mop. Oh damn, that is big. That is insane. I wonder how far that can penetrate in uh, into the earth. That's got to be. I will tell you, some of the guys I know that flew B twos. Um, it fascinates me to this day that they what they do as a team is they will like they take off i don't know if i'm giving away military secrets here everyone probably knows where they come from they take off in <laughs> <Missouri>. <laughs> so they take off in the middle of the country basically 
And um, they would fly all the way, like they flew all the way to Iraq, would drop the payload, like on a target, and then turn around and go back. And those guys would sleep like most of the time. Whoa. Yeah. So that's what they would always tell me. They're just like, yeah, we take off, we sleep, wake up just in time, get the info you need. Like, it's already laser guided and everything. They drop the payload and then they turn around, they're gone. And they go back, land in Missouri. So it's like a 24 hour flight. Man, uh, I, this just makes me want to look up the uh, Bomba video. That one that the Russians, Zarbomba. Zarbomba, that's it. Yeah, that thing. Isn't that the biggest nuclear blast on record? Yeah, that's the biggest bomb ever dropped by anybody. Ever, <laughs> that is as so far crazy. As um, it's interesting to look at that peninsula they uh, dropped it on on Google Earth. I always, I, for some reason, I always go and look at it. So it's surprisingly, it still has foliage, but. Huh. What, what 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 do you happen to know the name? It's probably some crazy not off the top of my head, but it is uh it's actually it's kind of east of Finland. It's a little peninsula that shoots up from the top of Russia. Okay. Um I'll find the name of it real quick. I'm watching the um this is in nineteen sixty one. The you want me to drop the uh the link to this? <laughs> yeah, our bomb getting dropped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, I've they... heard that the 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 concussive force blew windows out well far from this location. So it's called Cape uh and I'm my Russian is terrible. Uh Sukhoi Nos and that's Severny Island. Okay. Um Holy how would I spell shit. that? <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? And I can't this remember. Is like, um, I can't remember like, if I heard this right or not, but two planes. So they sent one plane for the film footage for the propaganda, and they sent the the plane that actually had to drop the bomb. And they gave them, I can't remember what the delay on the timer was. They gave them a certain like delay so that they could get enough time, hopefully, to get away, but they could not guarantee their safety. They also had to paint the drop plane a uh, different color. Like they had to paint it in some kind of coated paint so that it wouldn't just like immediately like burn like the aluminum of the aircraft itself. Jeez. So, like it was scorched on the bottom. Like the plane was painted like in a white paint and it was like scorched all on the bottom because it was literally like the heat, heat blast was burning through like the paint. <laughs> that is insane. Shit. Now that was a neutron bomb, right? Uh, I don't know specifically because we, when you start looking at that, it's, it's really funny because we just call the original one, they call it the atomic bomb and it was using tritium or it was, well, it was using U-235 uranium, but then we had tritium bombs and then we had hydrogen bombs and that's why you start hearing H bombs and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, at that point they just start talking about yields and, uh, and you know, they're all thermonuclear bombs at that point, so they don't just call them atomic bombs and stuff. But what they're using, I, I would have to actually look. I think, oh, let's see if I look at it now. They're saying they're used 238, so you're in You as a listener, if you've never seen this Sarbamba bomb before, 
It is amazing. <laughs> it is like every, I, I want to say that's like stock footage that people use in, in movies. Like I'm that sure is like, used it in like Metal Gear. I'm sure Hideo Kojima is using Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so was it dropped on the north or the south part of the peninsula? Cause I'm on the island. It's, it's north. It's close. Um, it's actually kind of like almost three quarters of the way up and a little to the west coast. From where okay. I've seen it was dropped at. So you would think they would have a little uh Google marker where you like, <laughs> dropped here. <laughs> <laughs> that would actually be kind of cool for Google Maps if there was like little tags, yeah. like events that like play things that happened. Google Earth has it, but I guess it's not on the their this version. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's a nice desolate wasteland to drop something. Yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> All the poor it's fish, good. though. Imagine how many fish got fried by that. It just got boiled. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> it's, that's how you delete something from reality. It didn't just die. It was deleted. Oh, yeah. I mean, even with like Hiroshima and Nagasaki. I mean, have you ever seen The Shadows? Oh, Yeah. yeah. I mean, literally. yeah, Fallout, Fallout did that in uh, Fallout 76. Like every now and then I'll find a shadow on like a piece of concrete and it's really disturbing. There is a an anime um, director, creator, something like that, that depicted like what the like the event was like through anime. And have you guys seen this video? Mm-hmm. Do you know what the what movie it is? That's a uh, Ghost of the Fireflies, isn't it? It might be. I don't know the actual movie, but they like they just have people melting, and there's like a dog on a bridge that's like looking at it, and then it's just like its eyes get ripped out of its socket and its fur burn. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm pretty but, sure that's Ghost of the Fireflies, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Scary yeah. stuff. Scary yeah, stuff. Good chat. Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, anything else to do with bombs before we, before we <laughs> move on to the next topic? Oh, sorry. We should... Grave Grave of the Fireflies is, I, I believe, what it's called. Right. Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, we should do an episode on the kid that made a nuclear reactor in his garage sometime. Oh, oh, he looks terrible. <laughs> he looks terrible? Yeah, you, I mean, he's just... Hanging out with radioactive material until he had to literally call like the cops and be like, "Hey, I think I messed up." And he's all <laughs> his whole face. His face looks like he got stung by a bunch of bees. Are because, you serious? Yeah, like ah man, I don't know his name right off the top of my head, but you got to look him up. He's got like he's just pop marked. David like, Charles Hahn. Killed the radioactive Boy Scout or the nuclear Boy Scout was an American nuclear radiation enthusiast who built a homemade neutron source at the age of 17. (laughs) What is Uh, scary is, I mean, I forget what our age, I forget what our age differences are, but I grew up still in that time where like those were toys. Like we got the chemistry set. I didn't get the radioactive stuff as much, but like I had chemistry sets with like mercury and like, all kinds of stuff I should not have had in them. Right. They were very, like, uh, lackluster warnings on those boxes. <laughs> oh, man. 
Well, so, okay, the one picture that you're talking about, Clark, I think that's a mug shot. I think he was, like, on meth or something like that. No, that's, that's how they, that's, like, that's how they picked him up. Why, did they book him? Did he get in trouble for that? It was uh, an accident. He had, well, he had in possession of, like, illegal, like, material, I think is what they charged him with. Like everybody in hazmat suits that are going to his house. <laughs> well, if you guys use the audience member, if you want to look more into this, uh, David Charles Hahn, <laughs> nuclear boy scout. <laughs> That's crazy. This is a whole rabbit hole in and of itself. Um, yeah, that would be fun. Weird story of a Swedish man who had to build a nuclear reactor in his kitchen. Oh, there's another one. So apparently people do this. Yeah. We get curious. A, a Swedish man built one in his uh, in his kitchen, and the pictures of his kitchen look pretty rough. <laughs> you know, like those early pictures where they were uh, when you like back in the day on 4chan, it'd be like uh, post pictures of your room, and it would be the worst things you've ever seen in your life. Oh yes, mountains. That's this garbage. guy's kitchen. Uh, it gives me the same vibes. Ah. So anyway, we'll, that was just we'll kids see. with beer making kits and they're, and they're not <laughs> <laughs> trying, trying to make the new craft beer. <laughs> well, speaking of uh dirty rooms, uh Reddit. Uh you guys aware of like the whole Reddit blackout stuff? Heard some of it. Wait, what? Oh yeah. The um all the different they're banding together. Yes. So it's, um, this is, again, I spun the wheel. This is what landed on it. Uh, I, and, and since I've, I'm, I'm on Reddit nearly every single day, have heard nothing but this for the last couple of days. Apparently it was just Reddit wanted third party apps to start paying them. I believe was the, the big thing was that uh, third party apps weren't, I guess, paying Reddit to you for them to use, I guess, whatever they do. And all the monitors were getting mad because on these third-party apps, you have a lot more freedom, I guess, to like uh, customize and you know you just have a little bit more freedom to do things uh, with your your subreddits that you own. Um, and then Reddit was like, "All right, fine, you're just gonna have to start paying us." And the third-party apps didn't want to, so the moderators banded together, and then like no one could post anything. There were a handful of subreddits that were still open, and it was hilarious because some of them had like nothing to do with the other one. I think it was a there's like a food a food one food subreddit, and like wartime like or I think it's called like history porn or something like that couldn't post <laughs> pictures. So you'd have like this food subreddit with a bunch of like uh, old WW2 ships in it. And they're like, Hey, this subreddit's down post ships and everything. Like that. It was just a lot of weird stuff was happening the last couple of days was a Reddit. But do you guys know anything about that? I didn't really understand what was happening. I knew that there was something that the owners of subreddits were upset about and they were going to basically boycott a few days. So Reddit would lose revenue. Am I getting that right? I, I believe so, but honestly, there wasn't much of an impact, I think. I think that was the, the, the big thing was like, okay, yeah, a lot of people did do stuff, but a lot of things just kept moving the same way. Like I said, people were just cross-posting in different platforms. Like, I don't yeah. think what they wanted to have happen actually, like, made a huge difference. 
So I don't know. I thought it was interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's it, the, the internet has a weird attention attention span, unless yeah. you're trying to find a flag that Shia LaBeouf planted. It's, it's difficult for the internet to stay focused. <laughs> Can you talk about that? <laughs> I know. Oh no. <laughs> I wish his OBS would capture his free. Oh, there you are. There he is. Yep. Oh, I was wishing your OBS would capture your freezes, but oh, they don't. It. No, um, I keep going at you guys freeze, but I keep going. <laughs> uh, uh, do you want to? Yeah. Do you want to talk about the Shia LaBeouf flag? Clark, are you? Oh, yeah. Of? It was when he was yeah, doing his. Huh? Oh, I know all about it. Yeah. Yeah, he was just doing his he shall not divide us art thing. And uh and all the all the Pepe's uh would track down his flag and take it down. So he eventually stopped uh uh he he, he had that weird one where he would just chant he will not divide us in front of that live stream camera in like an alley somewhere. And then yeah. everyone figured out where that was and Sam Hyde got in on it. And uh, <laughs> it was just a it was just great. Um, but then he decided he like went dark for a while after he threatened to like punch people. And uh, he put a he put a flag on like a building in the middle of nowhere. to So they just couldn't mess with it. Um, so 4chan uh, tried to figure out what planes were in the vicinity, what was in the background, the wind direction. Uh, and it got down to once they kind of figured out the general location by flight paths, they started to drive around honking. And uh, so people would be on the stream. And when they got closer, they would be like they they kept narrowing it down. And then they replaced the flag with a Pepe flag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is amazing. That is amazing. That and that just goes to show you like when the internet comes together to figure something out, they can yeah. like, there's, a, oh, yeah. there's enough people that just like have enough time on their hands. And that's yeah. like, that's what I think is really cool is like when there's missing people or there's mm -hmm. like a crime that is not solved and like all these people like do their own little investigation and then they come together and like piece it all together and they figure it out. That's happened with a couple of cases. Um, and like another thing is, is like when people are live streaming and I'm going to like granted, like, OK, it's a live stream, but they'll figure out like where or what neighborhood someone's living in and then call 911 for that person. It's insane how that works. Yeah. So, um, uh, they like, I think they do swatting like that off of like IP addresses, too, don't they? <laughs> VPN, <laughs> baby. He's swatting that was wasn't that a huge issue for a little while like people were calling the swat teams on like the twitchers yeah um, and speaking of but people doing good things one of the ones i saw um also yeah i mentioned the reddit like uh forums where people like like the what is this forum and like they were able to solve crimes based on like a piece of plastic and they found it was a hit and run they found like what truck it came off of like People passed it along and they're like, this came off of a 1991 Chevy Silverado and like, Jeez. it was just a piece of black plastic, like a triangular piece of black plastic. And they were able to find out what it came from. They found the truck like a mile away from where the accident happened. It had recently been repaired and painted. And so they arrested the dude and they're like, he confessed. But things like that, where it's just like you get experts that come together and it's just like, hey, I have one random expertise and you can solve a crime <laughs> based yeah, on that's crazy. There was one that I saw recently that I thought was very interesting, and it was um, 
same thing. It was similar. I don't know how they found this guy, but it was um, it was people in a uh, VR, like Oculus Rift or something like that. I can't remember what it was, but um, they were like in this dance club thing. I don't know what it was supposed to be. It was a meeting place thing, though. And then one yeah. of the avatars was on the ground twitching. And the people said, hey, I think he's having a seizure. Whoa. And they were able to, like, find out, like, with his, like, whatever his username was and all that kind of stuff and backtrack it and everything. And they found out where he was and called 911 and got them to go to his house or whatever. And, he, yeah, he, like, thanked everybody. And he's like, yeah, I'm epileptic. I had a seizure. Something like that. So, wow. that. Yeah, you probably shouldn't be doing VR if you're epileptic. No, you shouldn't. But I thought it was interesting that they, like, recognized that was what was going on. Yeah. That is pretty cool. Yeah, there's so many negative things. It, it it the internet does definitely do some pretty positive ones. Um I man, I how yeah, I need to look that up on how IP addresses are traced to a physical address. That's weird. I'm 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 aware of it, which is why I use VPNs a lot, but um I don't know, that creeps me out cuz I'm not exactly sure on how they do that. Past me, past me. Hmm. You know what's crazy is uh, uh, background checks and how they work. Um, the what's really weird is um, they have. You know how I'm sure you've seen one or two in your life, but like um, they'll have a an area for like possible emails, and they'll give you a percentage aggregated of which one is most likely associated with the person you're you're doing research on mm -hmm. what's weird about it is um i think of all the different things that ask you for your name and address that that are linked to your your ultimately linked to your email so like uh shipping or purchases or this or that i i, I would i what I don't understand is what mechanism is aggregating all that information. Like who's sweeping that up? I mean, I know the government can do that, but what, what private industry, I guess all those terms and services that you're signing away without even reading might have something to do with that. But I've always wondered that. Yeah. I mean, they're selling your information. So, I mean, this, I'm sure you know that it's as easy as like CVS or, you know, Walgreens and things like that. When they ask you, just to sign up for the bonus points. Oh, you save a dollar here, dollar there. Yeah. That's why you get all that spam email and things like that. Yeah. And they know what yeah. you buy the second, because every time they scan it, then from then on, it's like, oh, you might be interested in this. It'll go great with your lavender and rose body wash or whatever, you know? Yeah. Amazon's getting way too good at knowing me. Their <laughs> algorithm knows exactly what to show me and when, and it's, it's, uh, I got to throw it some curveballs, mess it up. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't have a problem with Amazon. I think uh, Facebook Marketplace is hilarious. In general, <laughs> in general, because it's it's seasonal and it's weird. So like, I don't use it. I've never bought anything off of it. But every now and then, I'll look at like Facebook Marketplace, and it's always for uh, like music equipment. It's always guitars. It's always car parts. And or just cars for sale because I'm interested in what cars are kind of locally around here and people are selling and stuff like that. And um, so it'll be car parts, guitars, and then usually, like I said, retro toys and things like that. Um, and that's what I'm most interested in everything. But it's weird that I get seasonal stuff and it's it like sticks. So like, so last month was May. 
and I would have like cars, cars, guitars, cars, guitars, retro toys, prom dress for sale. I don't have a daughter. (laughs) I'm way out of high school. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not going to prom anytime soon. (laughs) And it just randomly pops up and I'm like, why? So I have to click on the whole, like, why this? Get rid of it. Don't need to see that. And it's so funny because, like, I just thought that was the most recent one that was hilarious to me. So that came up. And then, uh, oh, gosh, what was the other one I got? I got one that was, like, some kind of festival thing where it was, like, something... It was like peaches are in season mm-hmm. and like that's what i just i get random stuff like that in facebook marketplace and there is nothing like zero like connection to it at all that is that is strange other than yeah. other than my phone maybe overhearing me talking like with like family and in-laws and stuff and someone yeah, which, yeah. you know that's the only thing i can think of is it hearing us like say a single trigger word in a conversation and it's like you want to buy this but yeah yeah. i i I definitely think there there's stuff that is has access to our microphones i mean every we have to grant access to our mics on almost every app and uh i do think it's listening they uh, you know the experts every now and then they'll chime in on social media or whatever actually not really if you look at statistically like if we this and they kind of try to break down why it's not but i am convinced they're listening to you i've also i i I stumbled across a video today of a special ops guy that's retired that was talking about um uh, i'll send it to you sometime because i want to know if it's legit he didn't he didn't go into detail but he was saying that um even if you have a device where you can remove your battery uh there is stuff uh that uh can hear you even though the you've removed the battery from your device and you there's no way for you to know or trace it back or anything it, you, you can 100% be listened in on and and he was alluding to the fact that he used to be able to do that in his work but he mm-hmm. was very and the dudes, you know how you can kind of tell a bullshitter or not. This guy had like a, he'd he'd been through some stuff kind of face. Like he, he's he did not strike me as a bullshitter, um, and that was just creepy. So, so I'd have to brush up on it, and it would be a good, uh, actually, it'd be a good fishbowl topic. Um, so we might as well talk about it. Uh, yeah. So there is such thing as almost like you know how we talk about there's no such thing as a perpetual motion machine. Like yeah. something that just isn't going to be able to propel itself in, in right. inevitably. Um, so the Russians invented a microphone, a spy microphone that had no external battery source and did the same thing. Basically worked on a radio transmitter and was just a, an activated microphone when sound like was able to come in. And they put it in an American embassy uh, through a painting. And it was, or, or no, through a, uh, it was like a, some kind of like mounted, um, uh, emblem thing like it had the eagle and everything it was supposed to be like a peace offering kind of thing like hey here you go hang it in your embassy <laughs> yeah. and they were literally like all they had to do was have something a car in range listening and as long as there was noise being made to make the microphone come on the radio transmitter would actually send it to them That's and nuts. so it took them so no sweeps like even when they found out, like they knew information was being leaked from that office, and they would sweep the entire thing, and they never got anything. They couldn't figure out where it was coming from because the thing gave off no signal, 
it really didn't have enough like of of like a magnetic um like component to actually give off any kind of like you know, like a stud finder wouldn't find it or anything like that like uh you know a, a metal detector pointer things like that um so it took them forever to find it they eventually did find it and they didn't tell the russians they found it they kept it they just kept it there uh, and then just fed them disinformation for a while, hoping they wouldn't realize that they actually found it. But that's probably what he's referring to is something along the, along those lines or something that we've developed based on that to be more advanced. Oh, man. Yeah, because he, he made a cryptic comment. He's like, um, the different components that go in your phone. And he's like, the thing that you have to worry about is who manufactures those chips and components that go into the phone. So mm-hmm. like what you're saying, like just put that down in a more advanced modern thing that is uh stamped the the only thing that that makes me go hmm maybe it's not real because i i would hope that every device that i own isn't just some kind of spy bot but the only thing that i think of is there's so many hardware engineers and so many software engineers that uh especially on like the android platform that that know the ins and outs of the system pretty well and i would imagine it would pop up on the internet unless they're afraid of being you know uh non-alived that that they would uh be like what is this component and what does it actually do for the phone this makes no sense in the schematics of the hardware that's the only thing that makes me go maybe not everything is a spy bot but i don't the way this guy was talking was like oh man yeah and like i said depending on his time period thing it could be exaggerated. He could know stuff, but I, you know, the inert whole microphone thing is, is a real thing. So that that's creepy. I, I mean, I, everybody, I remember um, the early talks. I would talk to my friends about, you know, project prism and all of the data harvesting that everyone was suspecting uh, different entities of doing. And everyone that I would talk to at this point in my life, when I was like a teenager, were like, please like that's ridiculous blah 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 blah. but it's like so true it's like databases and databases you are totally um uh, muted alex i just see you mouthing oh, things Fuck. <laughs> all right i'm back my bad i'm talking sending my things and you guys aren't saying anything i'm like i'm oh, fine <laughs> <laughs> i didn't yeah I didn't, where did you post something no all oh, i said was <laughs> All I said was, "Yeah, you." They thought you were crazy, Seth. <laughs> they did. They did. I got. Yeah. I got ridiculed. It's ridiculous. Now who's laughing? It's like the whole Alex Jones effect, where everyone's like, he was. Everyone thought he was crazy for years, and now everything <laughs> that he's saying is like, "Holy shit, he was right." <laughs> Dude, Most, when, not all. <laughs> well, when when we, I think it might have been in our first episode uh, that they got reposted, but um, when he was at the at the Bush uh rally in in texas before bush w became president he was asking alex jones went to it and was like what about your dad and the cfr and the trilateral commission what about and he was going through the you know the the bush's skeletons in their closet the the dirty laundry and Mm -hmm. so the state troopers which were there for extra security took him outside and booked him and he, while it's a, I'll find the video, but while he, they're arresting him, they're just, the troopers are actually being nice to him and stuff. Uh, and yeah. 
they're chatting and he and Alex Jones is talking about there are going to be databases that will harvest your fingerprints that will harvest your biometrics that will do this it will be sold uh the the division between government corporate entities will be and and the this Texas state trooper is like hey, all right buddy and, and it's totally true like every time you put any biometrics into your phone that that shit is harvested okay well, here's here's my thing with Alex Jones, and you're like, oh, we'll, we'll touch on it just just a teeny bit, okay? And isn't it that like you could you technically could make any claim in any sort of realm, right? Like, okay, let, let, all right, you know, aliens in the future are going to come down here and they're going to enslave humanity. And if I just kept preaching that over and over and over again, and then someday it actually does happen, you know, like if I say enough outlandish stuff one of them has to stick and be true. You know what I mean? Like, okay, yes, he does his research. He does dig into like the weird and everything. But I just feel like if you say enough weird stuff, something or one of them has to stick. You know what I mean? To a certain degree. Or right. if you're, like, if you're Nostradamus, it just has to, yes. stick, it just has to stick enough. Exactly. Yeah. Didn't have yeah to what, how many predictions did he make? It was a ton. Uh, right? 500. He made, he made over 500, about 560 something, I think is what he made. <laughs> and, um, yep. which is funny. Cause if we ever, we've talked about Edgar Casey on the show before, yeah. we'll do a full Edgar Casey episode. He had, he did over 20,000 and he has a way higher percentage of being right than Nostradamus did at only 560. Yeah. True. So, but yeah, if you do, uh, if you're cryptic enough, eventually you'll be right. Yeah, it, or if yeah, you're like a, some some being from the from outer space, or like you know something of a higher power is going to you know do something. I don't know. I just, I I don't know. I don't know. So you so you you guys don't think that it it all right? Now I'm not talking about the recent Alex Jones where you know his drinking got way out of control, divorce, all of the things that were happening to him, and then the Sandy Hook thing was like the fi the the final nail on on his mm -hmm. kind of public career. But but if you rewind, I mean, he was talking about Epstein's island before anybody was talking about it. Before anybody was in the know, he was talking about uh, the really crazy stuff that really did come true. It seems like his the the whole meme of him being unhinged really kind of started originating around 2014. Like it was it was like and then beyond. <clears throat> kind, of, kind of like what I was saying. I think he really does do his research. And like, I do think he does, like he looks thoroughly into things to see possibly what is going on. You know, like he'll say like really outlandish stuff, but I like, again, like how much of it is actually true. Okay. So he looked up, all right, all these, I don't know where, where his starting point with the whole Epstein thing was, but I'm sure it's like a whole rabbit hole. And I'm sure he has a mm -hmm. whole spider web thing in going on in his room, but I'm sure what it was, was like, all right, Hey, all these celebrities are going to this guy's like island who is this guy and then he researches into like all right who is like who really is jeffrey epstein oh he has all these ties in here wait what is he doing with like this i think there's a lot of like connecting the dots that he has to do and everything and that's right. and i'm not saying i think that's just all really it is it's like okay he finds okay so like you could really do it with like all right um who's uh, let's just i'm just throwing a name out there all right so the kamala harris right who's who's her assistant right so you figure mm -hmm. out you figure out who her assistant is all right now what what ties does she have 
with like, okay, stocks and like who, who like, does she own any businesses or who is she married to? Or who's her, like, the, let's say, yeah, you know, like if her assistant's a male, like who is he married to? Or what is their family? I think it's just a lot of connecting the dots and researching. And then you just find more things out. And then you, oh, wait, they, they're related to the Obama administration. Or yeah, I'm just, I'm throwing things out there that's not actually true. Um, but what I'm saying is like, I think it's just, there's again just a lot of connecting the dots and there's just a lot of oh you're finding correlations within the two and i think he just found it sooner than everyone else i think that's just what yeah, i think maybe, he loves yeah. doing i think he just loves doing what he does <laughs> so yeah for sure I, he he is like the babe ruth of conspiracy theories <laughs> he just knocks it out of the park <laughs> so yeah, well, I, think, yeah. I think it's funny is he gets roasted for it too but seth and i are, are obviously big fans of hideo kojima and yeah. um Kojima's been right more than he's been wrong. And true. Everybody would call him absolutely crazy. He wrote he well, he wrote a video game in two thousand one that talked about AI being indistinguishable from the people you know. I mean he basically predicted deep fakes. He actually predicted the genome, the human genome being mapped in the nineties. So yeah. he nailed that. He uh did AI in two thousand one and he uh Gosh, nanobots was his next thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he went hard on nanobots for a while. Nanobots. He started doing that in two thousand seven. So now all we need is a language virus. Yeah, language virus. <laughs> thing. Mm -hmm. Quick, quick side note. Isn't it? I find it fascinating that no matter what we talk about or where we start, we always come back to AI. <laughs> <laughs> like I feel like we have done this so many times. I'm okay with it. I find it fascinating. I, I, I mean, in the in the Hideo Kojima timeline, we're on the predictions he made in 2001 right now, and he still did ones in 2003, 2007, 2014. So, what, one, <laughs> what was he predicting that would happen after this? Oh, after this is nanobots. And then PMC, well, he already predicted the private military corporations and proxy wars becoming the new norm. There won't, there won't be any more pitched wars between nations. And all wars will be proxy wars. They'll all be used with, uh, with PMCs, and which we see that in Russia right now, obviously. Um, and we've seen it in Syria for 20 years now. Um, so things like that. So he, he was saying that the era of pitched governments going to war will no longer be a thing. It'll just be proxy wars and PMCs basically subverting governments and trying to bankrupt them through like mm. other countries. So he predicted that in 2007. He also went real hard into nanobots being the next thing. So curing disease. Um, and then the dangers of having nanobots, not only being a medical benefit, but governments being able to control you physically because the nanobots can be programmed to basically, yeah, control you at that point. Whoa, able, that's changed. Yeah. <laughs> if if they're able to if they're able to repair your organs, they're probably able to do more than that. So they can. Well, this is kind of this is kind of going on the topic of like what uh, Seth and I talked about. I think during the five G conspiracy was the whole Neuralink thing. Is like that mm -hmm. is like what if that is the motherboard that like that is like the stepping stone for like the whole nanobot thing where it's like okay, just everyone has to get on board with this. Neuralink thing. As soon as we do that, we can do the nanobots, and then we can, you know, have people doing whatever we want them to do. 
Well, Once it's, it's a bloodstream. It's it's Fortnite dances for everybody. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's a oh huge gosh. motivator. Like the whole the whole goal of of most corporate interest is to move money from your pocket to their pocket. But the next be best step that both the government and corporate interest would want is just complete autonomy over you. Like no. you, you're you're every. I mean, just complete You'll indentured slavery. <clears throat> It'd be similar to Ready Player One also. You would have free slave labor. Mm. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, if you didn't act right or you stepped out of line, guess what? You just got sent to a camp and you physically can't do anything about it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, turn your chip off. I mean, the um, how oh, we should have What's-His-Face back in from Kill Grid. He, he, has, a, he has a whole thing about like like uh what do marks do they they uh you know you could they don't they they bring a bunch of people together in systems but they also can exclude and you you see that in a whole bunch of different things but when we get into Neuralink, when we get into nanobots and all of that it's it's pretty crazy <clears throat> i don't think the 5g is activating any any uh you know I, 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 it's so interesting to me that that is, is a big conspiracy theory, like the 5G activating nano stuff that was in vaccines or whatever. It, the, I, I think we're giving the people that we're worried about way too much credit too early. I, I'm not saying it's not something to worry about, but uh, that is some crazy high tech uh, that I just don't think we're in that area they've yet. Been, they've been working on it though. Yeah, I know. It's, it's I, I've seen some nanobot things but nothing that impressive have you seen something new uh i haven't looked at it recently because it was i think the the big fight in the mid 2000s like going into the 2010s was like stem cell versus nanobots like what was going to be mm, right where should we back our money on as far as healthcare and like things like that and i'm sure there were people who thought well well with nanobots we can also kill people when we want to yeah Stem I mean, cells, you can you can heal nanobots you can heal but nanobots also can be programmed to kill at any time too so you think about but, that but, but there's a middle ground there that i i really do think is more more than likely it would be just programmed biology i mean you you get uh the kind of the characteristics of a healing cell or whatever but we're we're in we're past the crispr age to where you can program cellular functions and let's say okay rather than figuring out how to uh, engineer all of these completely from the ground up synthesized things we've already got this natural template let's just monkey with some kind of virus or some kind of cell uh to do make it do the functions that we're we're, we're seeking i would think that that would be more likely than synthetic nanobots I think we're closer to that than than that. That's true. But I, I still think there's always going to be there's going to be companies with backers, and those are going to vie against each other. So, yeah. What the the creepy idea is is corporate um, entities figuring out or or patenting uh, certain uh, code sequences, and and what really bothers me about that if there is such a thing as uh, genetic uh, vaccine things. What would happen if uh, corporate owned uh, uh, snippets of code start to uh, get in the germline? 
<laughs> like that has some mm. serious uh you know social rights and just human autonomy and law and all kinds of questions uh i i i know that there's a discussion between uh what companies can patent in terms of so there's i i believe you probably can correct me if i'm wrong clerk uh there's a percentage like if some if a company like monsanto creates a completely new thing or whatever or modifies an existing thing i believe there has to be a certain percentage or they can't like patent a natural product or but you have things like roundup ready corn which is heavily genetically modified that is patented and so one of the issues is is cross pollination monsanto watches very carefully if uh if they're, uh, for seed savers which is one of the reasons they engineered suicide seeds but also if that monsanto crop drifts across to an heirloom crop where a farmer is really trying hard to get away from that noise that that genetic information gets into the heirloom crops and then you have a whole another litigation mess true i just wonder how much wasted manpower it would be to watch that i understand what you're saying but like I, how would you be able to tell other than uh you had two cornfields next to each other and one all of a sudden mysteriously has three four, like three quarters of its crop die but not one quarter of it and right, then obviously right. the roundup you know corn Resistance. isn't dead. yeah so like would they be questioning you know do they have the on Santa police come rolling up in black SUVs to. I mean, I know they used to do that when it came to seed saving before they engineered the suicide seeds. They were very uh, into that. I don't know what they do now. Yeah. I would, I don't know. Like I said, I'm not too, I know, I know all about what they did as far as the genetically modification. Like I know that, but uh, as far as how they enforce that or would legally yeah. Um, be able to prove that I, I don't know how you would do that so yeah but yeah it would be the same thing and also it would start creating like you said with not only autonomy but like if you got sick from something and you were technically branded by one corporation can you only see certain you can only see monsanto doctors <laughs> you've got you know what i mean the thing. side of your genome is all owned by us whoa what's this monsanto uh yeah that would isn't that that's like uh what you were talking about alex the uh repo men yeah you know okay come and, repossess some of your genes and this all this all just like it all this reminds me of like a society like equilibrium like whenever we talk about this stuff that's like that's that's what i imagine someone like whoever it may be i just i i feel like this is what they envision society should or is like heading towards is like the equilibrium where everyone is on a schedule everyone is doing this and it's just very to the book i i don't know i don't like that i don't like that <laughs> at all i mean don't get me wrong if someone was teaching gung kung fu i will <laughs> i am for it but past that no thank you yeah oh yeah like I said, I'll, I'll take the nano machines in a second if it makes me immortal like and like Badass. <laughs> oh yeah. True. Or if like if there was like if there was okay, so we we kind of talked about this um on the 5G one too, was the like the benefit of all of this stuff. So there was a guy who was paralyzed. You might have heard of this, Clark. Um he's in Sweden, I believe, and he has Bluetooth 
connected to his spine. So like to, into his legs and he can actually walk now because of it. And it's just, it's so cool to see something like that, how technology can help in such a good way, but almost like what you were saying, there could be a kill, kill switch, kind of like in repo men where it's like, Hey, you up on your payment. All right, guess what? You're not going to walk anymore. And then they turned off his Bluetooth. I'm not saying they will do that, but I'm just saying it's a scary thought. Um, and I think it's, I think, I think just with technology too, it moves so fast. It moves so fast that I think there's, there is that worry and we don't know what people are up to right now in those laboratories. Like what, because we're always, what we see, we're always what, like 10 years, five years behind what actually is going on right now and what is open to the public. So who knows? Like we, there could be nanobots. There could be like a monkey infused with nanobots right now and they're making it dance, you know, like who knows? Yeah. And like the, the pile of dead monkeys at Neuralink, like there yeah. might've been a couple that actually did work. We just don't get to see it because it's imagine, imagine if like the monkey or, okay, I, I'm going to stop using the, the monkeys, but maybe there's a sea otter, right? And that's, I don't know. It's, it, it could be like tweaking out and it could just be horrible to look at, but it is alive. So technically it is working. So I don't know. It's uh, technology can just be, it can be a scary thing. And you brought up like how fast technology moves too. Here's another horror scenario for you guys. <laughs> sweet what if if we're able to extend human life like to incredible like links okay so first off can the human mind take it human mind is not built first off to live 190 years so Mm. even if they're able to correct that let's say they're able to correct that and you still have your mental faculties about you what happens if you're injected like with today's nanobots or something we'll go with that and 70 years from now, you know, I'm over 100 at that point. Uh, got to do the math in my head. Yeah, I'm over 100 at that point. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then, like, they come and tell me, they're like, hey, we're sorry, your servers are no longer, like, being supported. <laughs> so you and 2 million people are going to die today. Like, and they just, yeah, like, what happened? Like, like a video game, like a... You know, oh, you mean like if you had to, if, if there, your, the expansion for exactly. your like mind your, had yeah. to be housed in a server. <laughs> like an MMO, like when World of Warcraft runs out, World of Warcraft has been going since 2004. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's been 20 years almost. It's like, been a great run, guys, but we're going to have yeah. to shut the servers down tomorrow. <laughs> we're just going to have like millions of people drop dead. Yeah. Because their servers are no longer being updated. <laughs> This would be a great Black Mirror episode. <laughs> we shouldn't have said uh, um, Craig, forget that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Copyrighted. That's even weird. <laughs> that is a uh, that's that reminds me of the movie Timeline with uh Justin Timberlake, where like you have your your time oh, yeah. on your arm and you don't age and whatever. It's like you can it, it kind of reminds me of like that kind of scenario that would be, I honestly, I feel like that's what the, like the ones who control, like if, if there is a secret elite group and they want to control humans, I feel like that's what they want to go for the full like control over at like the entire society to make them do whatever they want, make them like, Oh, we have too many people. We have to turn off uh, 50,000 people. All right. Turn on, turn them off. Like just, just like that. Man, yeah. 
Well, so well, what about what? Okay, so you know how you hear these kind of things every now and then, like the guy in China that like disappeared and and went into hiding because the apparently the government was after him but i don't think they actually were i think that was a cover story but the thing that he did do was he was monkeying around with that whole uh, aids virus thing and trying to figure out how to make those twins immune so the story goes and then they mm-hmm. have like the hyper intelligence you both you guys have know this story uh, so these twins have hyper intelligence, all that kind of stuff. Well, if you follow people in the biohacking movement and stuff where um, they're essentially using the same technology CRISPR is, which is just piggybacking uh, plasmid, uh, you know, genetic information using a virus that we already know how it works and all of that, getting it into what what I see is going on uh, is that the the powers that be most likely will do a bunch of gene modification of their children to uh, make them super smart, nanobots, what, whatever the tech is, is to do super long life extension and um, uh, modified intelligence and all of that kind of stuff. Then there's going to be the rest of us that are, it will be, it will just be another class system and there will be uh, all of these things that we can have, but we're at the the behest of these mega corporations that could turn some function off that would really, really suck. So like, I, I don't know, I see, I see uh, the government outlawing like kind of biohacking movements and, and all of this kind of interesting research, it gets kind of closeted away in these pockets of power to where they can do all this stuff secretly on islands and different things where they're doing all of this stuff. They, th- them and their, descendants benefit from it they keep accumulating wealth and i just see like a huge rift to where um eventually there's like a subspecies and in their minds a higher species you know walled off and then you have like a a elysium type situation i feel like well okay so i always feel like good will always prevail like you know they might be trying to do all this stuff and that's all hunky-dory but look at what happened in elysium like their, yeah, their society, true. you know, like it's, it, I always feel like no matter what, like, yeah, there might be some dark times, right. You know, there might be a time of like, you know, and you know, like where there is that class separation, but I do feel like at some point there will be an uprising to where good will always prevail. And I, and I think that's just, I think that's just how it is. And I, I don't know, maybe there, okay, let's say. And it may not be some like fantastic action movie type thing, but what happens if one of those class, you know, one of their, what if one of their sons or daughters is like, this isn't right. You know, like this is not right that there's there's this segregation of the subspecies. It shouldn't be like that. Who are we to say, you know, like, so I always feel like it's just this pendulum that is swinging and it like, it may swing far one way, but it'll come back to the other way. And it, and it, I just feel like that's how it always is going to be. It'll, there'll never be that perfect society. And I think that's, I think we've talked about that. Like what would make a perfect society? And it's, it's just you by yourself because you know, it's, it, we are ever human beings are so different that it will be hard for everyone to get on the same playing field with like, okay. So for instance, um, I, I really don't like cars, right? I don't think we should have, I'm just using this as an example, but like, I don't think people should use cars anymore. Like it's, they're, they're loud, they're noisy. 
um, it would be better if everyone just used bikes. And then you two, like, oh no, the cars are way better. It's a faster means of transportation. So it's just, humans are so different and it's just always going to be a pendulum that is swinging. So, you know what, I'll, I'll give that to you. I, and I actually have an example because uh, my the, what I just spelt it about was that that was all kind of how my mind is wired to like expect the worst case scenario um, or where something leads to. But I kind of think uh, you're you're right. And it it's weird for me. But the a good example is the AI stuff right now. Like if you if you follow down my logic that I just said, uh, uh, like such a breakthrough technology like either crypto like decentralized monetary platforms or even just ai in general um all of that stuff is freely available to the average person and and mm -hmm. in but in kind of like that weird lens i put things through i could totally expect if i was seeing ai about to come out i would expect like the ultra elites boxing it off to where they could only use it for whatever means they want and then we would be left in the dust but actually that hasn't happened it's extremely available so is decentralized wealth or or the, at least the blueprint of it and yep. a, a lot of other technologies are pretty much open source the open source models kind of uh, a really standard thing now so maybe yep. maybe i'm maybe i'm being all doom and gloom for nothing well and to bring this full circle and a good way to wrap up the show is like you, you we look at climate right we, mm -hmm. we kind of talked about like a whole climate change where it's like we were in these ice ages and now we're heading towards like a, a warmer globe and then the globe will get oh, too warm and then it'll self-correct and it'll go back to cold again and it's like this it's this pendulum that is continuously swinging and it, it'll it'll always be like that there'll be like there'll be sweet spots in time and then it'll be like oh okay it's super oh what, what are you doing right now and then it is it's just I think that's just how how life is. It's just this pendulum that is swinging, and then yeah. and then you look at that as like time and everything. I don't know, getting off subject, but Alex is yeah. a secret her hermeticist. What? He's, stu I'm he's studying the ancient hermetics <laughs> text in a cave somewhere. <laughs> All that pendulum talk. <laughs> American. <laughs> that's so good. Uh, but uh yeah i mean if we we have if you guys want to keep talking we got time for uh, uh another one if you guys want to or we can what wrap do you it think, up clark so. i'm fine i'm here all right well uh to segue from that uh i already spun the wheel like 20 minutes ago but <laughs> guess what it landed on hermetics nope. <laughs> <laughs> rando nautica <gasps> oh yeah i have heard about this randonautica uh it was it was there was i think the hype of it was maybe a few years ago not too long ago maybe like three to five years ago that's when it was a a really big deal um we had mentioned it a couple of times before we started recording seth it seems like you know quite a bit about randonautica well, there's a couple things. I'll go there's a there's a few examples and what's what's strange is with this whole Randonautica app thing is that in the early days of it existing, there you can go on YouTube and, and pull up countless uh videos of people stumbling across really strange encounters. Uh it's basically kind of like a Pokemon Go esque thing, but it's basically just telling you 
based on some prompts where to go for an adventure and it and so you just follow the map um uh, there's been weird happenings such as a body in a in luggage on a shoreline that some kids found while using the app or where because it told them to go there mm-hmm. um a bunch of like weird things like that um so <clears throat> i think the argument is all right uh uh or oh oh, oh the one about um uh i believe death was a prompt what what was that there was one where death was a prompt and then somebody went to a house and like an ambulance uh was taking away a body all of these things so so later on there were revisions made to whatever its algorithm was um and it's notoriously kind of not liked right now if you can go through the comments of the act the app itself and everybody's like since update such and so it's not the same blah 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 and everybody's you know pieced out on it pretty much so w- one of the things i've been mulling around in my brain about is is i think kind of a breakthrough conspiracy theory a new conspiracy theory and it has to do with something we talked about alex um uh, about okay so let's say uh there's a sub a sub world and a and a like a a world above and a world below this vibrational dimension whatever you want to call it what if whatever whatever algorithm ha- was going on with uh rando nautica um what if like government agency kind of came in and were like we're seizing this algorithm and they 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 take all the computers and all the main stuff away and so the company has to revert back to using like a you know a stock uh our basically no ghosts in the machine they just use you know just whatever it is now you have nothing because the argument is like okay well how would how would this particular app's you know main code have any hinkling or connection to the dispatch of ambulances with the death prompts and taking you there like that it that just makes no sense unless some uh some lower dimensional beings were using the algorithm or the the ai if you will uh to to manifest and and kind of get into our reality almost like a gateway a key the government was well aware of this which has something to do with the upcoming episode that we're going to do on uh some psychonaut adventures and in government uh government funded projects where uh test pilots went into um different realms to bring back uh high technology from you know the clockwork elves but anyway so so what if the government this is somewhat on the government's radar and they're aware that these beings can somewhat interact with stuff uh on our level but for some whatever reason it manifests through tech and what what if that that particular algorithm that they boxed and took off to the you know the the uh ark of the covenant bunker indiana jones bunker what if that particular ai did have uh some minglings with some sub beings uh because like how else would it know these kinds of things like kind of uh, uh syntax error you know self-aware code makes no sense the government kind of sweeped it up as this overarching program for their psychonaut, you know, mapping slash bringing back technology, but also, you know, putting out some fires on stuff trying to break through from their endeavors. And I was, I was just mowing my lawn and thinking about that today. 
So you're saying it's more of a, there's, there's beings essentially communicating with people that are using this to show them what they want to see in a way. Kind of. It's more like, uh, for lack of a better word, we were talking, we, the, I don't forget how many podcasts ago it was, but we were talking about the idea that, um, AI and sentient AI we're building the framework or the gateway, if you will, by developing AI for lower dimensional beings to enter in our realm mm. by, via this vehicle we call AI. Um, and it, it almost like a possession kind of a thing. It can like possess the AI. And so my mind was kind of running with this idea thinking, boy, wouldn't that be crazy if there was a government like, uh, you know, shadow group that was somewhat aware of things trying to pierce the veil into our reality and for whatever reason it's happening in tech uh and so all of these anomalies were happening with the uh, rando nautica app you know and so they just kind of quarantined quickly that situation and then ever since the update and the new code it's not been the same so it's now more of less like the it, it's like rando nautica is its own thing but because it's AI well, the old one, the old, the, the old, old version. That, and it's, yeah, that, sorry. Okay. And it, it's something where it's like, it's not intentional that they're using Randonautica, but, or it, it is, it's like affecting it in some sort of way. Is that what you're no, saying? No, I'm, no, what I'm saying is that the designers of Randonautica, like this was an anomaly to them. And, and, and uh, first off, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I, I don't know. I'm, I was mulling this over while I was mowing. So that's my caveat to this. I'm just saying that would be a really interesting scenario if hyperdimensional beings were trying to break through in our reality by piercing the veil using AI as more or less a vehicle. Uh, the government knows this and is starting to, you know, clamp down on certain things and, and, and you know, tighten down all that kind of stuff because how many times have we heard like weird anomalies with certain tech like the whole google thing where the that ai was was uh felt trapped and that that whistleblower leaked all that stuff and then all of a sudden all their ai is quiet and what's really weird is uh Google keeps teasing all of their AI capabilities but never actually releasing it they've been doing this for years and I don't know why oh, that is true and it, it's it kind of reminds me of I think we had talked about it before. It's like the the Facebook AI had is like was creating its own language too. Like yeah, talking, was talking with another one. I don't know. I I think that's really it's when you talk about like interdimensional beings and they're using AI as a source. And it's just weird. Like okay, so why? I, I guess with like if you were to think like okay, interdimensional being interacting with the AI and randonautica is involved why like, i guess like how or why would it use randonautica and not something else i guess maybe like at the time was that randonautica like the only thing that they could use because like i guess i i don't know it you think there would be like i guess some more if interdimensional beings wanted to interact with ai to me i feel like why not use more AI art or like things like that to be like 
to say that you are there you know what i mean i don't know well, oh yeah no it, absolutely it could be it could be both worlds like imagine if these sub or hyperdimensional beings were looking at a particular program or code or ai or whatever the code script is and and looking at it like we look at as either vehicles or doorways like you may go well i'm not gonna fit through that that's a cat door come on i can't fit through that or a vehicle you know well that's like a one of those weird kid fred flintstone things that you power with your feet i'm not going to fit in that much less be effective in it so like what if it's more or less something like that like these uh these things that we don't understand and can't dimensionally even wrap our heads around how they how and and the way they exist is just so outside of our understanding we, there's no real point in mulling around about it but but if we were to make an analogy like okay well for some reason uh randonautica's algorithm or code was was like had some anomalies in it or imperfection or bug or 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 even or maybe it was just superior and whatever you know background entity saw that and was like hey that's a good door or a nice vehicle i can get around in that and and then anomalies started popping up uh mm. the the subgroup of government you know whatever sees that and and almost like a men in black division but instead of the traditional idea of aliens it's more uh how, beings piercing the veil into our reality <laughs> oh gosh this is this entire time i've been trying to find this isaac newton quote and i cannot find it for the life of me that's a great sentence right there though but it's it's about evp <laughs> And it's what I think. Oh, yeah. Um, so in it, Isaac Newton, and I'll paraphrase it because I could not find it. There's something along the lines of um, if we were to build an electronic device that could uh, basically cross the barriers or talk to the dead, there would have to be, like, there would have to be an answer. Basically, he was, he was a firm believer that if you, if we technologically could reach other worlds and, and he he said it like ghosts he said like the dead that's what he was thinking so it's it's kind of the birth of um electronic voice phenomena but wait we're saying like upper and lower worlds and like different things and these might be demons they might not be necessarily ghosts or the dead but they might be other beings they might be aliens it might be in the multiverse it might be us trying to reach yeah. the to each other i mean it doesn't have to be nefarious necessarily but uh, but Isaac Newton said that he thought through technology, through radio signals, through certain things that we were going to be able to reach other people. That we're going to be oh, able to I, talk to us. I think I know what you're talking about. I, I believe that quote was put at the beginning of White Noise, the first movie. Michael Keaton. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, uh, it was a quote. And I remember because when I saw it, I was a teenager and it kind of stuck with me. I know what yeah. you're talking about. Yep. Which that movie kind of, well, no spoiler for a really old movie for people who are listening, but it, it they they actually don't really land on them being ghosts. I think they actually say, aren't they? Like, there's something else. I believe I believe it leans in that direction. Um, it, it's the same kind of thing that the Mothman prophecies touched on. It was, um, especially in the second film. Uh, it was it was really interesting the way. It, not that the second film the first mothman was the best but there was a there was a secondary one where the the guy was looking for some answers and um this guy that had to do 
it, you know what? It might have been White Noise too. They're, they're the White Noise too and the second Mothman are extremely similar. I never saw those sequels. <laughs> well, they go back to one. I'm I'm my mind is most likely conflating the two, but there was a scene where this guy is looking for answers because he thinks a loved one is like reaching out, but it really the the audience at this point is supposed to suspect it's like a completely different entity you know we uh, here on earth we have got all these words demons aliens this that and the other um but the way that the guy when he went to this library he he went through these old uh, mesopotamian uh texts and this guy was like an expert on certain things anyway so when they leave uh he turns to him and he's like you gotta realize these Beings don't know everything, but they know dramatically more than you. And don't get fooled by that. Don't don't like be fooled that it's some deity or something. And he made the analogy. He's like, look at the top of that skyscraper. The people on the top of that skyscraper can see a traffic jam several blocks away. And while we're on the street, we see nothing. They're just at a different uh point of view and and has and that has advantages and disadvantages. So like relaying that to like a being beyond the veil is very helpful analogy for me back then i really like that yeah and i don't, don't want to backtrack on any of the randonautica stuff because like i said you can everybody can go watch the videos online the ones uh seth mentioned um they're actually pretty creepy like the the kids that found the body in the suitcase in seattle and then um the other one about the ambulance like i was actually that one that one was really cool because it's done in live time does it from start to finish um I, i'm not gonna name drop other youtubers right now but uh but you can find it on there and uh yeah like thinking about that like that's using that kind of stuff it'd be interesting it's like it's tapping in and i think that's the basis of the randonautica creepiness mystery is that it's like hitting that white noise area like we we're saying like yeah. these, there's you're talking into your phone sending signal out and what you're getting back is something necessarily it might be jumbled it might be you know kind of half there or you know it sends you somewhere though where they know something bad is like and and you know it's it's like uh like almost evil pranksters and yeah there's yeah. there's a lot of lore you know a lot of european lore too about like evil pranksters they're not necessarily demons they're not necessarily out for blood but like you know there's there's creatures maybe or things or entities that just want to mess with you because they that's what they get their kicks on. Yeah, you almost like you, fear is a sustenance. Sorry. No, no, it's fine. Um, this kind of reminds me of the thing that you had sent Clark in the Discord. It was a while back, but it was about a guy who, uh, experienced like a near near. I think it was like a near death experience. Like I think he like technically flatlined. Um, at the hospital and he he went to this other place and he there was like these like tiny people around him and they were like smiling and they were like you, you made it back and he's like I don't know who you are like what are you talking about and they thought it was really funny and they were like you know just being like oh you don't remember us and like it was like this it wasn't heaven it wasn't hell it was like another dimension and like another creature or like another like entity came out and was like, Hey, you have to go back. Like your time is not done. Mm -hmm. And like, he went back to like, you know, he got revived or whatever. And it was just like, it almost reminds me or it, 
it, it's kind of like that where it's like what if what if that's just the thing like what and it's like if you go into like this matrix type realm where it's like what if we really are just like these bodies that we have are just kind of like these vessels and it's like after death we, we we really do go on to like another dimension where it's like holy shit i was just in like this like weird looking body and it's like we remember or it's like we're i i, I don't know like we all experience I, I i don't know we're my brain can't like put it all together right now what what okay, what if what if we're hyperdimensional <laughs> beings right now that just took some sick ass acid and and this is the trip <laughs> Oh, like, we're like we're, we're, we're like living eternally in this perfect, like harmonious vibration. And then we're like, this guy made some, some crazy acid. You're in like this meat suit and time, <laughs> time starts and then it ends. You want, you want to take that? And I'm like, yeah, bro, let's take that. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be very disappointed in myself. <laughs> <laughs> You work a stupid job so you can collect a bunch of toys <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> that is so great. Uh. Oh, no, but I do motion right now. That this is future episode. Uh, multiverse and or simulation theory. Okay. So, All right, well, we, we got to get some, uh, some of our pre-made friends in this arena. We got to get some. We, yeah. we should have a packed house on these. This would be fun. Oh, yeah. I've talked to Lancey a little bit about uh, multiverse theory. So, oh, and, yeah. And yeah, and relates to dreams and stuff like that. So, because I'm a big proponent of that. But I also, as a more hard minded person, there's some kind of irrefutable evidence of simulation theory out there so oh so it's weird kind of the more the more hard-lined me wants to say simulation theory and more whimsical creative me wants to say multiverse so. interesting yeah we'll, we'll definitely have to or whatever we'll have to start putting them on the calendar and get it out there but uh last minute last minute rando nautica thoughts before we uh sign off read the user agreement i guess yeah <laughs> I, I i will say i wonder how many uninteresting uh not recorded things there are out there that would be my oh good there's point. so many compilations out there of crazy things that do happen uh i don't know i never tried it for myself i kind of wish i did so yeah, it would have been it would be cool if the the old one before it got that update was still out there and things were still happening. That'd be that'd be pretty we cool. We should get uh uh Tor browser and try to find it. Ooh, download the old version of it. We'll see if it's out there somewhere, be like putting some messages out on some some dark webs. Like you guys got that, that OG Someone finally came back. <laughs> <laughs> you got that original rando nautica code. <laughs> All right. Well, I know we, uh, I know for all the listeners out there, we promised that we'd have our, uh, our merch store up so you guys could buy some stuff that is still in the works. We'll get it out ASAP. I'd probably give it, no, probably by beginning of July, we'll have everything, no shit, up and ready. We'll start adding that, uh, the t shirt link. It's, uh, I'm going to fuck up the name. 
It's like Zellos. Zazzle. Zazzle. Thank you. Zazzle. So we'll have some t-shirt designs. If you guys want to support the uh, podcast doing that, feel free to. If you don't, cool. You can keep on listening. Um, Yeah. And, you know, just remember that old saying we got here. We don't want stuff that's normal. We want stuff that's definitely How do you feel? Uh, well, sir, uh, I feel like a slice of butter melting on top of it. Big old pile of